0: Gabriella Balcom won the right to have a novel published by Clarendon House Publishing when one of her stories was voted best in the anthology in which it appeared. Her book, On the Wings of Ideas, came out following this. What's your favourite genre? Fantasy? Horror? Sci-fi? Romance? Literary fiction? This multi-genre collection of short stories includes all of that and more, and has something for everyone. Gabriella's stories will alternately move you and bring you to tears captivate or horrify you and have you on the edge of your seat don't miss out be sure to get a copy today all her life joan placed herself into the hands of men who failed her joan does the unthinkable for a woman in 1960 leaving her small town of gainesfield as an accomplished musician joan served her country in the first ever women's air force band San Antonio, Texas. She unwillingly becomes part of a brainwashing experiment. After her Air Force service, returning to society is particularly hard for Joan, so much so that she has spent a good deal of her life in a mental institution. As a patient in a VA hospital, Joan is found murdered. Small-town secrets, whispers behind closed doors, stolen records, serve to solve the mystery of, what the hell happened to Joan? This book is a work of fiction, but very well could have happened. Gabriella Balcom's thrilling sci-fi novella The Return. The world doesn't know about the compound hidden underground, and the wealthy investors funding it want things to stay that way. Although it's the year 2027, most of the facility's research is illegal. If animal rights activists had an inkling of what went on, they'd clamor for justice. Human rights activists would scream from the rooftops. By the time 2030 arrives, researchers have worked for a while with feline service units and human replicas, HRs, who are virtual prisoners with no rights. More and more of them are dying and they long for freedom. Surprisingly, one of the top scientists isn't happy with the status quo either. Tensions are mounting and things are not as they appear.
1: And now, enjoy this free JSO Modcast show.
0: Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice.
1: Welcome to the world of Myth Bits. I am your host, Jenna Sparks, and this is episode 160. Welcome to the world of Myth Bits. This is the first episode of 2022 that's not a review. <laughs> uh, yeah. How was everybody's holiday season? Mine was nice. It was quiet. Kind of went over it in the review episode. I hope everybody was safe and content. I think that's. The most important factors is contentment. I feel like we put too much, too much stress on the holiday season to the point where it becomes too unenjoyable. For me, like, everything is for my niece and nephew. Like, everything. Uh, That's just my favorite part. (laughs) I love getting the elf on the shelf out. Um, I love doing my silly Pinterest crafts, (laughs) you know, I love, I love all of that. So that's, for me, like my, my, I guess, holiday safe zone. We're very fortunate. A lot of our extended family, like it's not super feasible to see them. So (sighs) it's been a 2021. That's for sure. I'm very happy that we are now in 2022. I two has always been my favorite number. For whatever reason, I don't know why. I've just always kind of had a a taste for the number two, so twenty twenty two just feels good in my brain. So hopefully, that stands. I've got a nice little slew, <laughs> slew of projects um, right now. We're doing, we're getting ready for PCE. We're working on. Well, I'm working on getting all the graphics set up. You know, getting everything ready so that way we're just in the clear and there's no rushing, no panic. Jenna's not a mess. <laughs> uh, Joe's not dealing with Jenna being a mess. Uh, Dave doesn't have to deal with Jenna being a mess. <laughs> so basically, I'm trying to do myself and everybody around me favors uh, in that regard by ultimately being hyper hyper prepared because that's one thing like, um, I mean, I'm sure you've, you've gathered as much by now. That's not my, my strongest suit (laughs) is, um, I guess priorities. Like I talk about it a lot. Um, but yeah, Jenna and priorities, it gets a little tricky. I get super, I get too hyper focused on a single thing that, when I'm, like, working on multiple things, it just gets really, <laughs> really hard. Um, I think it's the ADHD brain. I don't know. It just is, is almost painful to, like, to work. Like, I can multitask. It just takes everything in me. But when I do, I'm really proud of myself. Like, today... Um, I can only say so much because Joe's gonna, gonna edit this, (laughs) it's like working on something, uh, for his birthday, but also working on, like I said, some of the PCE stuff and then a project for a friend, uh, and, and working on all three things (laughs) I managed to accomplish. None of, well, one of them is almost done. Uh, but yeah, point is. I'm I'm getting better, like I am not a, uh, what do you call it, uh, um, oh my gosh, the word is completely failing me, <laughs> when you create your goals for the year, like uh, how you're going to change yourself, why can I not think of the dang word, uh, you know what I mean, I keep wanting to say premonition, I don't know, <laughs> it's not premonition point is that's not that's not in my bag you know like I feel like every everything up to this point like it's who I am you know what I mean like of course there's never anything that can't be finessed or slightly adjusted or you know, done for the betterment of yourself. But I feel like that's just a daily thing. You know, yesterday, if I felt like, oh, you know what, Uh, I kind of maybe handled something not in the best way, let me revisit that and explore how I could better handle that should that happen next time. That's it. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's my whole thing. But I think I am trying to focus on doing better with prioritizing. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's my, my biggest hurdle. It's my biggest hurdle. It's definitely, definitely one of the hardest things for me to to tackle. Uh, So, and I love challenging myself. It's just, that's like one of the only things that I have been quite unable to master up to this point. So, that's where we're at. Again, I hope everybody had a fun, a fun and safe New Year's and Christmas. And uh anything else you celebrate, I hope it was done with joy and again contentment. Um regarding housekeeping, I don't have it right now. Uh, so that's my fault. <laughs> so, again, priorities. I didn't even realize today was the day we were recording. Uh, because, as I said, I'm working on the PCE stuff, and I have been in, oh boy, a, a Blade Runner state of mind. Like, that's the best way to put it. I don't know what clicked. I don't know what is going on in my head. I am just, like, super, super, like, super into Blade Runner right now. Um, so I'm trying to bring a lot of that to the PC graphic design and it's been so much fun because I'm kind of stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm trying to mesh, uh, actual, you know, art with the graphics. Not that graphic art isn't an art, but I'm trying to to mesh my style of art with the graphics and that's got me doing things that I have never done before. Uh, Architecture (laughs) and a lot of geometry. Those are also not things that I am very uh, strong at, but I feel like I accomplished my goal very well and I love the results and now I'm working on some really cool things. Again, I'm going to play around with a little animation. Don't know how well it'll turn out. But I'm going to try it. Like, in my head, it makes sense how I'm going to do it. And that's usually the first step is figuring it out in my head and then actually doing it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's why. That's why I'm so unprepared <laughs> because I'm trying to be overly prepared. Like, season one, it, it's unbeatable. You know, it, there was just – there there were so many factors that were so strong in the first season between the 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 shifting timelines because you know the the uh, I'm going to speak out of my butt here for a second because I I have tried reading the Witcher books the 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 short story compilations as well like those are the only ones that I have access to at the moment problem is <laughs> I bought them on my Kindle. My Kindle is, like, a first-generation Kindle. And it, like, I've had it for... Pff, when did I meet Joe? I got it, like, right around... I got it... It's it's over 10 years old. That's, yeah, it's over 10 years old. So it's just this, like, dead and dying little beast. Um, And it only works when I... Really put effort into making it work. So I keep meaning to actually g- get the books in paperback because paperback is guaranteed, you know? Uh, <laughs> and I keep meaning to get them in paperback. But for whatever reason, it just keeps escaping my mind to do so. Anyway, so season one of The Witcher, where we kind of have all of these these varying timelines uh, for them to come together. You know, that was kind of the whole, I guess, plot twist of season one was that we weren't going in a straight line. We were curving around. We were rewinding and fast-forwarding. Well, not really fast-forwarding, but we were kind of just going through time. And it was so beautifully and eloquently done and masterfully done that, again, I don't think... I think it would have gotten really annoying had they kept doing it in season two. You know, I feel like, like, audiences would just, I mean, audiences find literally anything they can to complain about, but I feel like that's something that would have gotten really old really fast. Another thing, speaking of complaints, (laughs) um, you know, the score. The score in the first season was, like, the the strongest factor for me and I think what it comes down to is let's reference uh, Blade Runner (laughs) 2049 um you know we talk about like memories and memories are about like how you felt what they made you feel so it's like you don't remember a memory in detail you remember how you felt so I don't know. I think back on The Witcher and I I remember how I felt hearing that music. And it was transcendent, I think. <laughs> I think hearing that score, The Lasters of Sintra, was like, oh my gosh, just that that piece alone gives me chills to this day because I remember the stress of hearing that part hearing that music over the scene of Sintra falling and Calanthe, it just, oh, it was so good. So definitely missing out on that in season two. Uh, They got a new composer, and that's not to say the composer was not amazing. Like, he is. He's a very, very well-respected composer who's worked on amazing projects. Several of my favorite movies uh, to date. But, yeah, it just, there was was just something, uh, you know, found it just a little... A little sad about the absence of the original composer. But we also did get some great Yaskier uh, songs and Burn, Butcher Burn is like, it it just lives in my head now uh, next to Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. So yeah, I thought The Witcher season two is, you know, it's good. It's good. It just definitely is lacking a lot of what we knew from season one. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like I said, I feel like if we, if we, if they had stuck to the same concept, it just, it it wouldn't have worked. It would have, you know, because we would have really felt like we were missing out on the following storyline of Siri, of Yennefer, of, you know, everything that we are kind of aware of from both the books and the video games. So, I don't know. I feel like people get, again, the whole Cowboy Bebop thing. You know, just people... People... It's... this, This mentality of... I don't enjoy this one thing, so I... I'm going to make sure that nobody else can enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, even even looking at, you you know, as well as I do, looking at reviews. I don't love doing it, but every once in a while I'll get the, the curiosity to do so. So it's just, it's a wild place to go because it's just absurd, absurd comments that genuinely you know, merit, very weird concepts, you know, and, and I don't know, just really weird things to complain about. Uh, but, you know, I I think I've pretty much established I'm somebody who always looks for the good things in the things that I am taking in. So whether it's, you know, what I'm reading, what I'm watching, what I'm hearing, like, I always try to see, hear, just just any way I can consume the goodness because I know that for somebody, that was somebody's passion. That was somebody's hardest work. And I feel like it's not my place to sit there and be nasty about it, you know? Like, that's just not my place. That also being said, back to The Witcher. I—the one thing, the one thing that, like, I did that just does drive me nuts— are the contacts does anybody know why like I'm not talking about Yennefer her purple eyes her eyes are digital you can tell the difference I've read somewhere that it's actually like a combination but her eyes are digitally altered sometimes she's wearing purple contacts typically you can tell it's in scenes that are really hard for them to do digital alterations depending on the lighting but like Geralt his eyeballs man those contacts I've heard that they're super expensive uh hand-painted creations and that Henry Cavill can only wear them for very short periods of time before uh the risk of potentially going blind comes into play but it I get it okay I get it he's you know got them them yellow eyes (laughs) but like <sighs> I don't know. It just it's weird to me. There's certain characters where it's like why do they have to have contacts? You know, Vasimir his eyes were really cool because they had the they were kind of grayed out, I believe, but like in the center they had the yellow. Okay, I get it. Cool. Um but like some of the elves, it just felt completely unnecessary because they weren't going from You know, brown eyes to purple eyes like Yennefer. They're just, like, doing blue eyes. (laughs) I don't know. I just... Those... It just distracts me. Bad wigs and bad contacts distract me. I can't... um, For the most part, the wigs in The Witcher are very good. uh, For the most part. I feel like... I feel like they... I don't want to say they could be better or anything like that. That's also another factor, though. Like Siri, her hair. Because she's wearing a wig as well. But her hair is always styled in a way. Like how, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I went to beauty school, man. I went to beauty school. And if you ask me to do a waterfall braid on my own head, you're going to be (laughs) S.O.L. But. I just I just feel like Princess Siri wouldn't know how to do a waterfall braid on her own head. is all I'm saying. Maybe some of the other witchers can. maybe they know how to do a waterfall braid. Boy, that got off track. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about something. Um, something a little bit more meaningful than just going on and on about The Witcher and how much I enjoyed it. Um, something I kind of want to walk into 2022 with because I feel like that's, uh, very thematically on point for where we're at in time right now. You know, it's, uh, something I think we all deal with and it's something I'm sure I've talked about, but I'm also by myself right now, so it's a little bit different, you know, um, than actually trying to converse about it. So there's something about fear, you know, fear that has been kind of prominent on my brain for the past couple months, for the past year, let's be real for the past year. I started 2021 thinking I could have cancer. I had Hodgkin's lymphoma when I was 18. I uh, started experiencing some very weird things at the beginning of 2021 that I didn't really know exactly how to deal with. I went to see my oncologist and I got my uh, chest biopsy. (laughs) That was fun. Uh, And it was like a six-month-long process. Uh, It was kind of... It just, it was, it was a lot, you know, it was, it was a lot. And of course, of course, I was working out of fear during that period. I was living in fear because, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to deal with that again. Who would, who wants to deal with that again? Um, But then the whole year, I just feel like everything I was doing was very much out of fear you know, like when – because while I was going through all of that, I was also illustrating uh, the missing unicorn in the land of the zombie fairies for 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 David K. Montoya. And um, I don't know. There was something about that period, <laughs> and I feel like you can sense it. Like, I feel like, you know, that's not to say that, like – I wasn't putting 100% of effort into the work I was doing, but there's a tenseness I think you can see in my work. Um, and I'm still very proud of everything I was able to accomplish in those, you know, five, six months because that's, that's what I had. That was what I had to really ground me was is going to happen... Whatever I'm going to have to deal with, whatever, you know, I'm going to have to face, I'm going to have this. Because if you've ever had any kind of scare—and and I think we all have experienced it in some way or another, you know, as we're actively going through this pandemic. But also just as we've dealt with death in life and so many factors attribute to it. Um, but this, this like— um, this fear of looking to the future, this fear of anticipating any kind of future. Like, that was very hard for me during that time. And like I said, like, so my work was was able to kind of at least center me because I wasn't giving myself panic attacks, <laughs> you know, because I wasn't thinking about, you know, my nephew's birthday. I was thinking about... M- You know, my nephew's birthday in a couple months is what I mean. I was thinking about the project at hand right now that I needed to do. Um, So it was very much a coping mechanism. I can't say for sure whether that was healthy or not. I don't know. But it's how I was able to cope. It was how I was able to deal with it. Um, You know, it it just, it, it, that was my tool, you know, and I feel like we all have tools in how we deal with things. Uh, Whether we realize it or not, you know, and of course that opens up the question how many many factors of our life, how many things do we do, and how many of our responses to these things are actually traumatic responses, you know what I mean? Like, think about that and you're going to trip yourself up, man. It's a scary thought. For me, (laughs) it's a lot. It's a lot of things and I didn't realize that until I really started thinking about it. So, of course, traumatic responses, they're, they're what? They're based out of fear, right? You know, so I'm not saying, oh, everything needs to be. You can't always fix it. You know what I mean? You can't always fix it, especially by yourself. If you don't have access to or the financial means or the insurance means, if you don't have access to getting help, Sometimes you have to figure out how to deal with it on your own. And that's been pretty much my entire life is figuring out how I'm going to deal with it on my own because I figured, you know, it's, it's, I can't always rely on other people to babysit my emotions. Uh, I've always, I've been very fortunate, you know, friends, family, everything like that, you know, so my little uh, quirks, <laughs> yes. you know, they're for the most part understood. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't use them as like a, a cr- I try not to use them as a crutch or an excuse for anything, but sometimes it's unavoidable. Sometimes you can't help it. So anyway, point is fear, 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 fear. Um, so yeah, so with everything that I was doing throughout 2021, I I I just I was so scared. I think is the the best way to do it like you know trying to trying to do so many things again as a coping mechanism but also as a driving force like I'm for sure in a state of mind like I said I don't know if how I went about my cancer scare in the healthiest of coping mechanisms, but it's how I did it. But now I can tell I'm in a very unhealthy state of mind in that if I'm not being productive, what's going to happen? Not necessarily like, oh, the world's going to stop and and everybody's going to be so mad at me. You no, know, nothing like that. It's just, I I don't know what'll happen to my brain if I stop. <laughs> you know, like if I give myself time to sit with my thoughts because I'm always I'm always consuming and for the most part you know I'm I'm okay being by myself I'm not somebody who you know unless I'm in a really rough mental state or you know dealing with a, a depressive episode or even like a hyper episode that can be really bad but There's just that fear that kind of drives you because suddenly, if you're constantly consuming, constantly moving, constantly working, constantly operating, constantly focusing on the productivity, what's going to happen when you stop? What am I going to have to deal with when I stop? Um, Because again, that's what I was doing with the cancer thing. What's going to happen if I stop? Then I'm going to have to face this reality. And I don't want to face this reality. And I've always had trouble with this. M- reality. That has been something that is very hard for me to deal with. Um, it's just it's not my favorite place to be. <laughs> like I can name 10 other places I would rather be mentally than reality. Um. So even dealing with scarefare, you know what I mean? That was, that was a lot. <laughs> like That was, you know, I, I think even just listening back to the podcast, you can probably hear it very clear in my voice how much that was in my world, in my brain. That was just that, that was, that was literally just enveloping me and kind of like taking me hostage um, and of course there were, there were a couple other, one other factor in that, um, and I don't want to get too into it because again, I don't, I don't really want to do any finger pointing or anything like that, um, in a public forum, <laughs> but there was, there was, uh, a, a circumstance involved that, I, I'm going to say this word and I don't know, hopefully it's, it's understood in the intention, intended, intended, uh, in, in the way it is intended. Um, but it, it was very abusive, you know what I mean? And fortunately that circumstance is not, not here in any way, shape, well, <laughs> not involved anymore. Um, and again, there was there was this this f- fear. Um, I was afraid of this person. Like that's the best way to put it. And that was kind of my driving point, you know, because <sighs> being being a person in a creative career that does you no financial favors whatsoever. It sucks. Like it really sucks. You know, because nothing is guaranteed. Um you know, and and it, it just it, it it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing, you know. Um but that that period was was genuinely scary like that was just a scary period i gen i felt like i was i was losing my mind and i don't like to say oh you know he felt crazy but i did um you know there was a lot of manipulation and gaslighting involved um and i i was i i was afraid <laughs> I I was afraid of the circumstance, but I was afraid of putting my name on something that that came out of that kind of mental state. Does that make sense? I I try to put one hundred percent effort into everything I do. It's it's just who I am. I, you know, it, I, I am not somebody who deals with the, the good enough mentality. That's not to say I don't know when to pause or stop or get a handle on things, um, typically. But, like, this circumstance, I was just, I, I was pushing myself because I was trying not to disappoint everybody involved including myself, including Joe, including, you know, it just was a big thing, you know. And there's that fear, that fear of devastating myself and everybody around me on top of the fear of the circumstance (laughs) Um, and then finding out everything that we found out You know, and it's funny, too, because, like, I remember talking to a couple of the other people involved um, and realizing that they had been dealing with very similar issues. And, of course, the funniest factor is that we're all women dealing with this one circumstance. And suddenly it kind of clicked that I wasn't insane, that I wasn't misreading things, that, nope, (laughs) nope. That was very real, what we had experienced, what we had gone through. Um, so I guess I I guess the point you know this this is such a stupidly emotional chapter and I'm very sorry for that, but I figured let's open up with 2022 with a joyous ruckus of a time, right um, but I think you know what, what I'm trying to say is I am aware. I am aware of that fear and I am aware of that feeling of powerlessness, you know, um, and that's a horrible feeling. And unfortunately, it's a feeling that far too many people feel, far too many women feel, especially far too many people, too many people and women in a creative position, it it's hard it sucks it's hard and it sucks that's not to say that it's not hard for everybody involved i'm not diminishing that in any way shape or form but for women it's it's a whole other level of other problems that you're you're dealing with you know what i mean and of course we never want to be viewed as overly emotional we never want to be viewed as overly abrasive because then we get called names, we get called uh, icy, we get called uh, the B word, we get called because if you're a little too stern, if you're a little too, um, you know, if if, if you embrace <laughs> uh, dominating factors in your life, there are people who are going to view that as a very big issue. And it sucks. It it really sucks. And unfortunately, like I said, that's something I've dealt with being in the creative field for a very long time. Um, but I think like last year with that one circumstance, that was the first time it like, it it really, really, really affected me. I was already in such a vulnerable state, you know, because we started this we started scarefare several months ahead of time. I was still going through my cancer scare when things really started going. Um so I was already mentally in a really weird place and then things transpired. Um And yeah, but I I I want to move on. You know what I mean? Like, and I guess that's kind of why this is what I'm getting off my chest. You know, it's one of those, I guess, just a, a nice little, I hate the word manifesto, but a nice little episode of just telling that part of my life to F off. You know what I mean? Like telling those feelings and relinquishing that power that I felt I didn't have at that time and just, you know what, if 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 that circumstance wanted it so bad, there, you had it. But here's the thing. I can recharge my power. I can recharge my control. I can take it back. I can harness a whole new semblance of it. Um, so I guess, I guess, in that sense, we can say, great, you know, I I can say I'm a little grateful, you know, not for any of it whatsoever, but for the simple fact that it was something that I was able to, it, it was something that we were able to deal with. It was something that a lot of people are still dealing with and coping with, and seriously affected by in brutal, the most brutal kind of facets. Um, but, you know, I think, I, I think what, what kind of triggered this desire to talk about this, this part of my life last year um, is that as I've been working, You know, because again, I've been really pushing myself to multitask and work on, you know, several projects, several things that I'm very passionate about that I love doing and that I'm having so much fun doing because now I'm with people who trust me and, you know, aren't second guessing every little thing I'm doing or, again, gaslighting and manipulating. (laughs) Um, They trust me and there's again there's there's i guess we could say power but there's contentment in that and i've noticed as i've been working there is a sense there is this sense of i don't want to say pettiness but it's it's kind of like um I know I'm in a much healthier place today, you know what I mean? so that in and of itself feels like the best kind of revenge, if that makes sense. Um, Because I can't sit there and think about where I was and how I'd been taken advantage of and... How my brain got really um, scrambled, you know, in that period. Um, because of where I'm at now. Now I'm in an entirely different place. And while I've learned many lessons and many insights, um, about not only who I am, but who who the reality of people is, who the reality of people are is, are is. Please, writers, oh my god, that is help me out there. Um, the reality of who people are. There we go. That sounds better. <laughs> you know, and and again, I've been very fortunate because, uh, you know, after after it all, I, I was talking to a friend. Uh, not in detail because, again, I am trying to deal with this in my own way. But they have dealt with things very similar and in a similar landscape as well in the artist slash creative slash convention world. Uh, people like that are not uncommon, unfortunately. Um so I, I, think, I think I am very eager and happy to pursue my career, my life, our goals and our ideas and concepts and everything we want to do with... Ethics, <laughs> like, and goodness, you know what I mean? I think I've, I've always tried to be good, you know what I mean? Decent, that's just been something that I, I don't want to put, again, I don't want to put nastiness out into the world. I want to put goodness. I am still going to be that person who smiles at people, you know, in the grocery store. I don't care if they can see it through my mask or not, but, like, why does that hurt me? Why does it hurt me to go through life with the best of intentions? And I feel like that's where we're at right now with Jay Zaman and with everything that we're doing, with PCE, with uh, the world of myth, with... With all of it, we're overcoming that. We're in a place where we want to put the goodness back in its place. Does that make sense? I hope this all makes sense because right now it sounds like the ramblings of a mad mad woman. (laughs) Point is, point is, ultimately, I am very much looking forward to the year. I'm looking forward to 2023, 2024, 2025, and the following years. I think it's safe to say that... Actually, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to jinx it. But I think we stand a really good chance at ultimately arriving to... This destination of goodness but I want to say this was from One Tree Hill (laughs) that I watched when I was a teenager I can't remember it's probably attributed to somebody much classier than that show but uh happiness is not a destination as we all know it is something you experience it's something you experience you know, and I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be happy working. I'm going to be happy doing the things that I love to do and the things that I'm very fortunate to do, the things that I'm very fortunate to have people around me who support me doing it. I'm going to keep doing it because it makes me happy. And I don't want to let anybody take that happiness away from myself or from anybody around me, from anybody. You know what I mean? That's that's how I want to go into 2022. Fearless and looking for the happiness. No, no not even looking for it. Accepting the happiness. You know, and for me, my happiness is sitting on the chair or on my couch at midnight while my nephew and I watch Dexter and I draw on my iPad. That is my happiness and that is the energy I am taking into the year with me. I think I'm out. I think that that emotional that emotional ride um I think that was something I just needed to get off my chest honestly um and hopefully hopefully others you know I hope you guys kind of feel it and feel the same way and know that if you experienced anything like that not just last year but throughout your entire life um Effort, you know. <laughs> uh, it happened. It happened. But we're here. We're here now. And we have more power than we think. We have more control than we think. And there is so much majesty and wonder in that. So with that, I declare... That you can find us at www.theworldofmyth.com on Facebook and Twitter at the World of Myth Bits podcast and the World of Myth magazine and on Instagram, which I swear, I think I do it. That's my, that's my, uh, 2022 goal is to get better at Instagram at the World of Myth Bits. (sighs) Thank you. Thank you for for listening and, and hearing me spout off about uh, abandoning fear. We'll see We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so yeah, so until next time, everyone, happy New Year and thank you for listening.